Welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. I am one of your hosts on this adventure, Matt DeWolf. This episode is sponsored by Williams & Williams Real Estate Auctions. They're auctioning off car washes in Arkansas and Texas between July 6th and July 10th. For more information, visit williamsauction.com slash autowash. Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast. Your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, David Begin of Begin Insights. Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We're on our third installment of talking about the 2019 Car Wash Consumer Study with Bob Klein, who is the Chief Strategy Officer for Blue Chip Worldwide out of uh, Chicago, Illinois. Bob, thanks for continuing with me. This has been great. We've had a great discussion. If you haven't listened to the first two podcasts, go ahead and listen to part one, because there's a lot of great setup here on the 2019 Consumer Study. So now we're kind of in the middle of it. And we're talking about some some of the concepts here. One of the things you were talking about earlier was the fact that uh, consumer loyalty is really driving the growth of car washing. And you've got some great data here uh, on that. Um, do you want to just speak to it real quickly? Yeah, I mean, the frequency of washing is typically the measure that uh, best represents what's going on with uh, with consumer loyalty. And We've simply got more people washing more often than best I can say ever before, at least in the, uh, what is it, we're 24 year history of the International Car Wash Association Consumer Study, the study that uh, all began back in 1996. So, you know, loyalty is at record levels. More people are using a pro wash uh, rather than doing it themselves. Um, the difference has never been greater in this 24 year period. Um, but yeah, people love, um, there's a love of car washing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And then when you went into the, you have both compelling rational and emotional benefits of car washing, I'm looking at the list here and I'm not going to give too much data because I want everybody to go out and get it for themselves. But most of these responses that you put here are emotional rather than rational, which I'm amazed. And I think most of us kind of know that, but it's really interesting to hear from our customers, uh, you know, that tell us they do it for emotional reasons. Yeah, they do. I mean, there are very important rational reasons. And, and you know, to your point about the data, you know, I could share a bunch of numbers right now, but, uh, you know, it, the value really becomes being able to sit down and really analyze these data and think through it and think about what it means for your particular wash and your particular area of the country and your particular city or town and how it relates. But, you know, things like uh, people believe that washing protects the value of their vehicle. They believe that it prevents rusting. Uh, they believe that it should be part of routine maintenance. But what's overwhelming is their belief that the first, the number one single item that is almost literally, it is close to 100%, is that people who have washed at a pro wash say that a clean vehicle makes them feel good. Yeah. More than anything else. 
And they also strongly agree on, on comments like, it's a good reflection on me. It's great when the car looks great for special occasions. It makes me feel proud. It makes me feel better about myself. The list goes on and on. There is just such a deep emotional connection. So there's this rational thing of get the dirt, get the grime, uh, get the salt during the, the, um, the winter months uh, in the northern states. Get that crap, if you will, off the car. Yeah. But the end result is, of course, a clean car. Yeah. But the end result of the emotional reward is so much more. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And I think that's getting stronger and stronger as time goes on. I think those things are really being cemented in the industry and the, the owners and operators that really understand that build their customers experience around how do we make our customers feel good? Exactly right. They should walk out. You know, I think about, <laughs> I was just at the dentist last week, David, and I think about, you know, now that's a, not a fun experience. Yeah, Maybe it's never a fun experience. That's right. Not for me, <laughs> but you know, functionally you got to get the tartar out of your teeth, right? Yeah. And you got to make sure that, you know, the parts are all in place, et cetera. But man, does it feel good when you walk out of that dental office and your teeth are sparkling clean or as clean as they're going to be? And all of that discomfort that you have to go through, at least that I go through, you walk out just feeling better about yourself. Yeah. You know, you smile a little bit, a little bit broader. You become more inspired to take care of your teeth more. And I think there's big analogy there uh, back to car washing. Uh, yeah. without, the pain, without the pain and suffering, unless you're a do-it-yourselfer. And that's not always so much fun to wash it yourself at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. But I, you know, I have friends that like washing their car and they typically have much more expensive cars. They have sports cars. They, you know, they like washing their car. And then there is still a segment of people and there's still an industry out there for people that are washing their own cars. Well, there definitely is. And, and, and look, that's not going to go away. Uh, but it's declining. And as we, you know, as we share in the report and we talked on the um, as we talked on pre on the previous podcasts, you know, we've seen those who wash it, uh, wash at home uh, in 2019, that percentage, those that wash at home most often dropped to just 22 and a half percent from 52 percent back in 1996. It's yeah. dropped by over half. Yeah. So. You know, uh, convenience, that's what people want. A great-looking product, that's what people want. And also, people are time-pressed. Convenience is so important to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is that is so important. People don't want to wait around anymore. And I think that's what kind of changed the industry is people don't have to wait around. And it, this is, you know, pretty much people's choices were full-service car washes back back whenever, and, you know, it took took a period of time. You had to get out of your car. You sat in the customer service area. And there's still a great market for full-service car washing. But what's kind of brought a lot more people under the tent is, you know, the fact they can they can go to an exterior express car wash and get their car washed. I mean, I if I had the choice, I would do both interior, you know, full-service car washes and exterior car washes uh, because I, I like I like the like the benefits of both. So yeah, and that's um, you know uh, another uh, great point that you raise, and something that um, 
something that our members can have access to in the uh, International Car Wash Association Consumer Study. We added a question this year, again, uh, due to great, great feedback and input from um, from the uh, four uh, members who played such a key role in formulating this year's uh, this year's study. But we look at locations with gas stations and a wash, and we're able to look at the behavior of consumers, their needs, their wants, where they're satisfied, where they're dissatisfied. What a great growth area! And you know, you know, obviously those who've invested in washes those um, uh, gas station owners and operators who have invested, uh, they know all about the impulse purchase and uh, the ability to get that immediate gratification that we've been talking about in prior podcasts is immense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you see the explosion of convenience stores in our country. It's just another example. People want convenience. They're willing to pay for convenience. That's right. So... Couple things about uh, you know what you talk about why what what's important with choosing a car wash. Obviously, cleanliness is is the most important one. People need a clean car. They want a clean car. They want a good value for that car wash too. So that's the other thing that is is very important. Yeah, they want a good value. And one of the most interesting uh, insights out of the uh, the study is just how satisfied uh, people are with the price value. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, it's um, it's kind of remarkable, and that's something to keep an eye on as you know the economy um, is in a difficult place right now. Uh, how do you make sure that that perceived value remains strong without having to go to you know frequent cost cutting, discounting, couponing that only harms margin, mm-hmm. but but the sensitivity to uh, that teeter totter, if you will, between uh, between margin um, and and having a great value. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, people are very happy with. They think that we're charging a fair price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that's those are great combinations there for people to understand. Um, where car washing ranks in terms of other retail types of of establishments like. Uh, you know, grocery stores and dry cleaners. We're sort of in the middle. We're not, we're not terrible, but we're not blowing people away yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We do fall pretty much in the middle and it's, um, you know, versus, uh, 2016 when we first asked this question and, uh, David, you've spoken earlier about, you know, how the study has evolved over the years, what's been the same and what's changed. This was a great question that we added, uh, again, thanks to the input of um, the experts within the industry who counseled us. Um, but we were, do rank in the middle, and it's, it's fascinating to see that some of the retailers that, uh, that we beat. You know, we uh, were more favorably perceived than hair salons and dry cleaners, yeah. uh, even the favorite bank. But when you start to look up at the top tier, what you aspire for, because, you know, it's one thing you could rest on your laurels and say, hey, we're doing great. But the reality is we shouldn't settle for anything less than being number one on the list. And some might be surprised that number one on the list is their grocery store. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if car wash owners and operators just took that one little nugget from this podcast and from the study and really thought about it and said, 
what are they doing at the grocery store that's creating such high levels of satisfaction with that consumer experience? And how could we think about what we could do better or differently that those folks seem to be doing? And by the way, this has been consistent since three years ago, back or now four years ago, back in 2016, that grocery stores were top ranked. Yeah. That's kind of that's the kind of value and insight uh, that can be drawn from the the, the 2019 uh, Car Wash Association consumer study. Yeah, and these are these are provocative questions that uh, can lead to real business growth. Um, nothing makes somebody more loyal to a business than a great experience. We're not yeah. doing bad, but we yeah. can do a lot better. Yeah, there's still room there, so I think that's encouraging. So. And then you talk about employees. I mean, I was kind of blown away by the questions that were asked about employees and the, and the answers that came back from that and how important poor employees are to a car wash organization. And I think the difference between winners and losers in the future with terms of car washes are the car washes that really focus on their employees and think of their employees as an asset and are willing to make investments in their employees. Yeah, this is huge. And it ties back to the, the comment about really understanding why we're ranked where we are. Our employees don't get the highest marks. Um, and uh, that's sort of a polite way of saying um, they don't get very good marks. And I know that one of the initiatives that's uh, being led by Claire Moore uh, at the International Car Wash Association is continuing education. And um, I believe that one of the areas that, that the association has been, um, has been either thinking about or acting on, apologies for not knowing for sure exactly what the, the curriculum is, but it is about uh, employee management, uh, employee training and development. And David, just as an aside, in conversations that I've had uh, at the car wash show, at the International Car Wash Association Car Wash Show over the years, one of the biggest themes has been investment in people and how important and how in order to grow for the future. And this isn't just in the management leadership of the company, but it's about the kinds of people that the industry is able to attract that actually operate these places, that operate these businesses. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a critical part of the future of car wash success. And there are a lot of good operators out there that have figured that out already and are making the investment. So um, it's frustrating when I see car wash owners that aren't making those investments that think of employees more as liability. And I think they suffer for it. And I think their their car wash suffers for it as well. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, I, I in past presentations at the uh, car wash show, I've I've talked about, you know, you leave the car wash and boy, that car just looks great and fresh and clean. and and, uh, and like new, isn't there some way to give people that personal reward in addition to that? How much would it cost to give people when they're done with their wash to hand them a peppermint? Like yeah. you get when you go to, uh, uh, you know, your favorite restaurant, those that still do it. But if you know what I mean, it's, it's you know, that's a, a specific tangible suggestion that I've made many times over the years, um, and not just in the car wash industry, but in others. By the way, it doesn't have to be a peppermint. It could be a wintergrain or anything oh, else. Yeah. 
But point being, you know, how can you reinforce the cleanliness and the freshness and the reinvigoration and the appreciation of an owner for his most cherished asset? And that's his customers, his or her customers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And guys that are doing it well have figured it out and it's it's exciting to watch. I haven't gotten a mint. Uh, you know when the last time was I got a mint to the car wash? When was that? Never. No. That's, so if you're out there in the greater Illinois area and you want another car wash customer, get some mints. Get some get some mints. I think it probably would be about a five cent a customer hit on profitability. I think it's great. I think it's a great. I get frustrated. I go to restaurants. There's no mints. You know, where's the mints? I'm leaving and I want a mint. And I go, and, and that's the last thought I have about that that restaurant is when there's no mints. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's like, why are there no mitts? <laughs> you know, um, one of the things that I've said in some of the, the uh, remarks that I've shared at the car wash show um, is what's the last thing that you get in terms of your interaction? You get a bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it really the way you want to be remembered? You know, yeah. that you just smack the cash on the table or hand the cash to the to the owner or the operator or the, you know, the cashier, whomever, how yeah. about something that sends you away with, with a smile, the number one smile, a great looking clean car that makes you proud. Yeah. How about that, that other part of the relationship? And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, that my suggestion of a peppermint is the be all and end all, but something's going on in grocery stores. And I think, that deserves a careful look. And uh, I liked it when I'd go into our local Mariano's and they had a little piece of cake to taste when you walked in the front. They've had to stop that because of COVID. But man, that just set the stage to make you hungry and happy yeah. and maybe put more in the cart. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Think yeah, about I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just little touches like that make a difference. And people that are looking to be loyal someplace, they notice those things. Yes, they do. They I do. Mean, totally you know, treat somebody like, if you can treat them like family, if you can make them feel like friends, you'll have a friend for life and they'll bring in more friends. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So a couple other things we looked at here, there's really kind of a mix between, you know, it's always been a decision. Do we have greeters? Do we not have greeters? Do people like greeters? Do they not like greeters? And it seemed like you're, you're, uh, your respondents are kind of mixed on that. It's kind of 50-50. Yeah, they weren't. Um, yeah, it was 50-50, David. And I, you know, um, I guess you kind of have to ask the question, where's the opportunity there? You know, I don't think, is, is Walmart doing it anymore where they have a greeter at the front of the store? Not much. I don't see them that much. Boy, I'll tell you, that was a, a great touch. I'm, I'm actually headed over to the Home Depot this afternoon. And one of the greatest things there is they always have a knowledgeable person greeting you, welcoming you, yeah. and then helping to direct you. You know, what do you, you know, is there anything in particular that I can help you find today? Yeah. You know, with a smile and nice. And, you know, that doesn't cost a lot of money. Kindness, kindness is, um, I don't know. I don't know how you put a value on it. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it does go a long way. I think it does. So 
Hey, this is David Begin. I'm going to interrupt this podcast for just a second and tell you about Williams and Williams Auctioneers. They're a leading real estate auction company for all types of real estate. And between July 6th through July 10th, Williams and Williams will auction six car washes located in Bentonville, Fayetteville, Heber Springs, and Jonesboro, Arkansas, as well as two car washes in Abilene and Amarillo, Texas. Auctions are open to the public with no registration fee to bid. Visit williamsauction.com forward slash auto wash or call 800-801-8003 for more information. Again, go to their website, williamsauction.com forward slash auto wash or call 800-801-8003. You know, the other piece of information that's interesting is when do they want their car wash open? I found that to be interesting. And you know, there's still a lot of car washes out there that are open from eight to five, which I think they miss the point that they're a retail location. You know, people have to come before work and after work. And, you know, the the vast majority of your respondents like car washes being open later. Yeah. And uh, that was another great addition to the 2000 and um, the uh, 2019 study. Again, um, just to, again, give great thanks to Mandy Brower, Sally Grant, Wade Perry and Jim Rooney who um, uh, Claire Moore from the uh, Car Wash Association brought together for a focus group mm-hmm. to advise us. And we added this uh, hours of operation question to this year's uh, or to the 2019 survey. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Um, people want longer hours. They really would like to see uh, 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. I know that's not going to thrill uh, full service operators and there's yeah. practice and labor costs and everything else associated with decisions like that. But um, what's inherent is that in that to me, David, is urging uh, our listeners to think about how you can seize moments of aperture, opportunities, moments in time where the ability to sell an additional wash is sitting there waiting for you. So for example, um, eight o'clock in the morning, what if someone got a text or an alert on ways that um, we're giving free wheel cleanings uh, between eight and nine with, uh, with an exterior wash? Yeah. Um, what if on a completely different functional level, it was uh, a free coffee, you know, with your wash this morning? But different ways to catch people at different moments in time when they're on the move, when you can find them. And that's both a, an extended hours conversation uh, as well as a time of day to be able to intercept. You know, if you look at McDonald's as a business model, not a bad one. Uh, their expansion of hours, they're moving breakfast to uh, any time of day. Um, enormous business drivers. Mm -hmm. So um, building on the theme of convenience, accessibility to the wash, which obviously, again, is more possible in certain kinds of professional washes than others. It's really something to think about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, you got to be convenient for you, not convenient for the customer, not convenient for you. Exactly. You know, you've got a very expensive asset sitting there and it doesn't cost a lot to run it per hour. And to me, it just makes better sense to stay open as long as you can, you know, wherever it makes sense, you know, in your business. But, you know, be as open as much as you possibly can. 
Well, that's right. You know, we have a full service wash, literally eight tenths of a mile from my house. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name. Very good operator. Uh, I understand you can't keep it staffed. It's a it's a full service conveyor wash. I understand you can't keep that staffed all the time. What would be wrong with earlier in the morning before you bring staff in, offer exterior washes at at a nice value? And what about late in the day? What about from seven o'clock to nine o'clock? Why do you have to shut down the whole facility? Right. That's profit. That's that's revenue. And, you know, it it comes out of the consumer data from the study, David, that 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 to your point, um, that convenience is highly desired. They really, really want it. And um, Making it possible to get a wash at a variety of different times of day, great value to, uh, to consumers. They're asking us for it. Yeah, they're asking for it. That's exactly right. They're asking for it. So two more pieces of data, and then we'll wrap up, Bob, because we can, we can go on for hours here. I just I love this stuff, and your insight is especially helpful. But um, So this is very interesting to me, and it goes back to kind of the basic premise of the car wash. But how did you first learn about the car wash you use most often? It's pretty apparent that uh, how people find out about it. Yeah, it really is. And there's no surprise in it. You know, it's it's driving by and yeah. seeing it. But in that lies an insight. And that insight is how do you get your car wash more top of mind? And this is where um, this is where communications come into play. You know, you can only do so much, you know, with your location you know, signage, what's, you know, what's allowed by local um, village or uh, township or city regulations for signage, et cetera. Though signage is a whole nother tangent. I could go on, David, um, about opportunities there. Mm -hmm. But specific to raising awareness of your site, um, I'm still astounded that only 16% of consumers who have used a car wash in the past year said that they received a single digital communication from a car wash. Mm-hmm. 16%. What it's unheard of opportunity in an unbelievably efficient medium of digital communications. In fact, a medium that if an owner operator maintains a Facebook page can communicate with opt-in friends on the Facebook page literally free of charge to elevate awareness and to get people to think about washing, as I like to say, just one more time. If we can get people to wash one more time in the course of the year, our estimates is that are that total top line revenue would grow by 11% yeah. based upon current statistics. But, but the truth is, look, the best operators are doing these things. And maybe they're doing them and they're not getting seen or heard by consumers. That's a whole nother discussion. But the bottom line is consumers aren't seeing it. And if they're not seeing it, they're not seeing you. And if they're not seeing you, then you're relying on drive-by business. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but that is not a proactive business building strategy. And the study really helps us understand what's going on there. And again, 
the value in that fact alone is, is, you know, it's well worth the price of admission on what the study can do for, um, can do for members. By the way, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on here as a salesman, like I've said on our earlier podcast. I'm on because I believe it, and I, I know how much value there is here that can help um, can help our members uh, grow their businesses. Yeah, I mean, a lot of car wash owners probably in the last three or four months wish they would have had a communication electronic communication strategy in their company because there were so many things happening and not happening, and off and on, and open and closed, and sort of open and kind of closed and, you know, being able to communicate with our customers could have been a, could have been a great, great value for their business. Well, I'm very sensitive to these things because, you know, I have, you know, my antenna are up. David, I have literally gotten nothing this year, nothing digitally. So opportunities abound for the car wash owners. So, and so the last thing, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said, it's all out there. And that said, Boy, the growth has been unbelievable. But these are new times yeah. for everybody. And, yeah. um, you know, understatement of the obvious. Um, it's definitely, if you haven't looked at those sorts of, of tools to drive awareness and preference for your particular location, uh, the, time is, the time is now. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. The last thing I want to talk about is what do people expect? with their car wash. So what do they expect free of charge? And the number one thing is bug removal. And that is interesting because most of us in the exterior express world, we, you know, some people prep cars and try to remove bugs. Some don't. So that was a very interesting response. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, look, I, you know, I have to go back to, to Mandy, Sally Wade and and Jim, because this was an insight that they brought to the forefront and it Mm -hmm. was, it was the conversation about pre-treatment and what services are, are most valued. And, you know, pre-treatment, I just know when I go to my um, uh, exterior conveyor wash, one of the, the washes that I, I frequent in the area, um, when they pull the wand out and um, pre-treat my car, boy, do I have a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And uh, I usually slip them an extra buck to get them done. <laughs> No, that's awesome. <laughs> to do, to do, to do. Could you, could you go a little heavy on that? Yeah. A lot of garbage over there. Yeah. And um, this was a great question and more great insight in the study into the things that, um, that, that consumers most value. Um, I think, I think any owner or operator will want to understand more about the value of an underwash and what, consumers are willing what they want and what they're willing to pay for that's a big analysis that we do every single year in the study the gap between what they want and what they're willing to pay for they may want something a whole lot you know they may want their wheels cleaned and shined but i'm not willing to pay for it so there's a lot of those trade-offs and within that you don't just accept the data that, oh, well, that's just the way it is. They don't want to pay for it. You have to figure out how do we get around that paradigm? How mm-hmm. do we deal with that idea that they really want it, but they don't want to pay for it? Yeah. How do you meet in the middle? How do you overcome that price barrier that's getting in the way of these added value and, frankly, very high margin services that I, 
I just know every car wash owner operator would um, would want. No, yeah, it's great information. And a lot of us are always trying to figure that out. And it goes back to we're not probably asking our customers necessarily what they want all the time. But but you're right. I mean, what are you willing, what do you want versus willing what do you pay for? It's it's a very different discussion. But this will be really helpful over time as we start looking at this information. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I know we're at the end of the of the uh, of the podcast, but you you raise um, a point that you and I were were talking about during a coffee break. And um if I had, you know, if I really did have one piece of, of marketing advice, aside from my passionate belief in, in digital communications, it is listen to your customers, whatever that means. If that means asking them how you're doing face to face, if that means surveying them, but having your ear to the ground about what they think will unearth opportunity it will help you avoid um, the kinds of fundamental business errors that can be devastating for a business. And um, that really, from you know, the way that I look at it, the spirit of the, the, the uh, International Car Wash Association and the investment in the, the, um, the U.S. consumer study for the last 24 years, that's where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. It's about listening, hearing, understanding, and providing the kind of information that allows uh, members to maximize their revenues and their profits. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think we need to get close to our customer and get closer to our customer and understand what it is they want and what they don't want. And simply making that connection with a customer builds a lot of loyalty. So making friends, David. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do a better job of that. I think in our industry, a lot, a lot of potential and there's still a lot of room for people to be competitive by doing those little things that we were talking about for the last right. three episodes. So if they want to find the, the reports, I guess you have to do, you have to go to carwash.org, you select operators and go to research and resources and you'll find consumer wash studies underneath that. So we'll put a link in this, uh, in the show notes for this so you can access them. Um, so if you also talked about, Bob, that you can get, if you want customized data, you guys could do some customized reports too. Yeah, and that's all covered on the, um, uh, on the uh, ICA website, David. But there is the ability to be able to pick custom segmentations. Um, I'm a, a wash owner who is um, uh, in New England. Um, I operate an in-bay um, uh, automatic. Um, I'd like to see how my uh, locations compare to locations in the other five regions of the country. Mm-hmm. And I'd specifically like to know how am I performing among 18 to 35-year-olds versus those who are 35 and above. Why is that important? Because I'm concerned about the future of my customer base. I know they're getting older. How am I going to attract younger people? You can order custom reports with those kinds of segmentations that will give you the data and help lead to the insights to be able to seize those kinds of opportunities. It also opens up an understanding of, boy, if certain regions of the country are doing much better against certain segments, I'm going to darn well want to find out what are they doing better than we seem to be doing up here in New England. That's a great point. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it'll save you from having to be on all those bus tours by going around all these different car washes across the nation. <laughs> so, save a little bit of time. <laughs> it's it's all an aid to judgment, and it's all an aid to better decision making. But the beautiful yeah. thing is, it's quantitative, it's fact based, it's statistically stable, as we like to say in the research industry. Said another way, this is a study with data that you can count on because it yeah. is. It is large-scale research that's fact-based, 1,800 consumers across the United States, across every region, and uh, nationally representative. It's a great resource and a, a great investment that, um, that the ICA makes, um, as I say, going back all the way to 1996. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Bob, this has been super great. I certainly appreciate your time and going through the study with us. And thank you for what you do for the International Car Wars Association. I know they pay you, but thank you for what you do. I'm not being paid for today. <laughs> no, you're not. You're doing this for free, but. Um, I'm doing it because I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. And, that, you know, it, it's great to hear your passion and, and your voice and excitement as you kind of look at the data over time. You know, you become an advocate for car washing and we appreciate all you guys do and people at Blue Chip have done over the years. So thank you. We're grateful. This is a great business. and. Uh, a shout out and a thank you to, um, in particular, uh, Eric Wolf and Claire Moore, who have been such great friends and partners uh, over the last 10 years. Good. That's terrific. So we'll put a link on the website on our show notes for where you can go exactly to get these reports if you want them. And Bob, if somebody wants to contact you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they can uh, they can reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to give a, a phone number if anyone wants to give me a call. My okay. uh, direct dial is 312-925-5096. I'll say that once more, 312-925-5096. Um, I prefer the personal communication over the over the emails. And i um, happy to talk to anybody at uh, any time. And if I can offer a thought or a suggestion, um, I love it. Great. Good. Bob, thank you so much. This was great. I really enjoyed it. Great to spend time with you and we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon. Yes. Thank you, David, for the privilege. It was great. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. And uh, we appreciate you listening. And again, you can get this anywhere you get podcasts. You can also go to carwashmagazine.org and find us on there if you want to listen on the web. But uh, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time on the next episode of Car Wash the Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. A special thanks to sponsors Williams and Williams Real Estate Auctions. They're auctioning off car washes in Arkansas and Texas between July 6th and July 10th. For more information, visit williamsauction.com slash autowash. Car Wash, the podcast, is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free, on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners. 